Hello, hello, and howdy to all of my babes and curious cats. My name is Heather. Welcome to my podcast called Hard to Handle. We get into all kinds of things that are hard to handle for some people. The paranormal, true crime, mystery, spooky shit in places. So sit back, relax, grab an adult beverage, maybe shoot some tequila. That's what I'm about to do. Let's dive on into today's episode. Alrighty, welcome to Hard to Handle. This is your host, Heather. I have my awesome badass daughter with me, Serena. So for this episode, we're kind of just spitballing. We're sharing like spooky experiences and things that are creepy that we like can't explain just to kind of kick off this podcast series. So the first thing I'm going to share is from eight years ago. We were getting ready to go to dinner for my birthday, and this was on my actual birthday. So it was me, my boyfriend at the time, Serena, my daughter, obviously, my mom, my aunt, and my grandma. And we were meeting at BJ's Brew House. It's a restaurant, like a chain of restaurants and other places other than just here in Arizona. But I had to work that day and then I got off from work and I wanted to dress nice because, you know, like it's your birthday. You want to be cute. You want to have like an outfit. You want to have your hair done. So we stopped at Target on the way to BJ's Brewhouse so that I could get a dress. I ran in there. I got a dress. I changed in the car really quick out of my work clothes and my mom... <coughs> had texted me at the time and she's like hey I'm on my way to pick up your Thea because my aunt doesn't drive um I'm on my way to pick up your Thea we'll meet you guys at the restaurant I said cool we just left Target we're like 30 minutes away so she gets there and like 10 minutes go by and she says hey I'm here we might be there after you guys because Nana's awake and she said she wants to come to dinner My grandma had been like kind of sick that year. She was like sleeping a lot and we just knew that she probably wasn't going to make it much longer. And I had been telling my boyfriend for like a couple of months, I'm like, God, Nana's not going to make it much longer. Like we just need to buy life insurance because when she passes away, I don't want to be worried about finances. Right. And I had just said something that morning because As tradition, my Nana would call me every Mother's Day, every birthday, and every Christmas and wish me happy birthday, Merry Christmas, whatever. And she didn't call me that morning. It was my first birthday in my like 30 years of life that she hadn't called me. So that was just telling me it was going to be her time soon. So anyway, we get there. My grandma's there, my aunt, my mom. We're all eating dinner at the restaurant and it was taking forever right like it was just taking forever for us to get our drinks then it took forever for them to come bring the food and then they finally brought the food and my nana kept like putting her head on the table and like resting it on her arm and she was very religious she was like a devout catholic went to church all the time and she would always carry a rosary with her and so i looked and i said nana are you okay and she's like yeah i just i feel so tired And I looked and in her hand, she had gotten her rosary out of her little coin purse and was like holding it. And I was like, well, it's okay. I was like, you know, I can go take you back to the house if you want to lay down. Like, she's like, no, no, let's just finish your dinner. And I said, well, how about wine? Do you want to have a little wine with me? Maybe it'll help you sleep. 
And she said, sure. So we got like a couple glasses of wine and my Nana had her wine. And then as we were leaving the restaurant, she just like made this gasping sound. And I would always hold her like under her armpit because she was really small. And she just like collapsed. She went dead weight. And so I had to grab her with both arms and I like yelled for my boyfriend, which was Serena's father. I was like, babe, babe. I was like, Russell, Nana, like I need your help. Like, I don't know. Like she tripped. I don't know what's going on. And I just look at her and her eyes are open and I could hear her like whispering or like gasping for air. And I was like freaking out. And so my mom came over. She's like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. No, like Nana, she just collapsed in my arms. Like somebody needs to call 911. So then my aunt called 911 and my boyfriend like picked up my Nana because she was like all of four, nine, like 65, 70 pounds. And he put her in the front seat of my car and she was just very stiff and like not responding at all. And so somebody's walking by and he sees us and he's like, hey, I'm a doctor. Do you guys need help? I was like, yeah, my Nana, like she just collapsed. She's not breathing. Like I, I, I don't know what's going on. So he's like, you need to get her out of the car. Let's lay her on the ground. And so he went to lay her on the ground. I was like, be careful, her head, you know? And I'm like crying and like freaking out. And so we laid her on the ground and I just kept telling her, Nana, if you can hear me, just blink. Blink if you can hear me and you understand because she wasn't talking. And so the ambulance came. My mom took my aunt back to the house because I'm like, when we get to the hospital, they're going to want to know all of her medication. Like go to the hospital, get all of her pills, put him in your purse and meet us at the hospital. I'm riding with her in the ambulance and I'm riding in the ambulance in the front passenger seat. And I just hear them going back there. They're like, we need to be full sound and siren and like lights, like just whatever. And they're like on top of her in the stretcher doing all this work. I can't see, but I can hear them like all these things happening. And the guy says, okay, I'm working, so you need to take the corners really slow, but we need to also haul ass. And so the driver's like, 10-4, easy on the corners, haul ass. And he's like, do you care where we go? I was like, UMC, it's got to be the closest hospital. Just take her to UMC. So we get there. She ends up passing away. And later in that night, when we're all like talking about things, my mom and my aunt kept having to tell my Nana that we weren't there yet because she kept seeing people and like waving to them and they would say, who are you waving to mother? And she would say, oh, that's not Heather and Serena, those little girls over there. And she's like, no, there's nobody there. Like, who are you waving at? You know? And then after that, my aunt came back to the house with us because she didn't want to go home alone. You know, my Nana had just died. She's in the morgue. We ended up staying up all night long. And we sat on the couch and our couch looked out into our backyard and at the mountains where the sun comes up over every morning. So we're sitting there and the sun's coming up and we see this like huge flash of like a green light and it literally lit up our entire house just coming through the patio door. And like me and my aunt both looked at each other and just started crying like tears started crying and she's like did you see that I was like did you see that she's like yeah the whole house was filled with like this weird glowing light I was like that had to be Nana that had to be Nana telling us she like made it to the other side and she's okay and she's like I've never seen anything like that I was like neither have I and I've sat here looking out at this freaking window you know for like so long and I just 
like, I can't believe that happened right now. Like, that's crazy. That has to be something that they talk about, like, the sailors talk about when you see the horizon and the sun comes up or whatever, you know. And in that same instant, like, we both just stopped talking and looked at each other and my aunt said, did you hear that? And I was like, God, it sounded like Serena because Serena was asleep in her bed. And I, like, walk in there and she was like, Mom, Granny was trying to tell me I had to get up to go to school. And I'm like, what? I was like, well, I was like, no. I was like, Granny couldn't have told you that. And she's like, yeah, I just heard Granny saying, Serena, it's time to go to school. She's like, or was that you? I was like, no, me and Thea were just sitting on the couch in the living room. Like, are you sure you heard somebody? And, you know, and she said, yeah, Granny said it's time to go to school. And then Serena was like still half asleep. And at this time, she's like 11, 12 years old, you know, in middle school. And so I was like, well, it's okay. You're not going to school today. Like, we we have a lot to deal with, you know. Granny just passed away last night. Like, that's crazy. And I was like, are you sure you heard something? And then Rachel's like, well, who else was she talking to in here, you know? Like, nobody else was awake. I did hear someone. I remember what you're talking about now. Yeah, like, you remember? I thought that one of you guys was telling me that I had to wake up for school in the morning. And that's why I was, like, I was, like, half asleep and I was confused. And I was, like, was that not something that either of you guys just said right now? And you guys were, like, no, what are you talking about? We were in the living room. And I was, like, oh, that's really weird. Yeah. So it was just, like, the craziest thing. You know, like, we see that flash of light. We looked at each other. We started crying. And then we hear something. And Serena heard something. So I don't know if we were hearing like my Nana talking to Serena or we heard Serena talking back, but we heard something. So it was just really creepy. And that's something that like I will never forget, like ever. And it's never happened to me since. And it was actually this year, like and then the last year. I had this very vivid dream. Like most of the times I only remember my dreams if they're bad, like if they're gnarly. I have this one recurring dream while I used to have it all the time about my teeth falling out to where I could smile and like run my tongue along my teeth and they would all just pop out. And it was the worst thing. And the feeling is like when you shove a bunch of sunflower seeds in your mouth and they get really dry and like salty. And then when you spit all of those sunflower seeds out, that's how it felt like sharp. spitting my teeth out and sharp. Yeah. And it was just so creepy. And I would always wake up immediately after spitting out my teeth. And I guess that means you were dealing with like some kind of loss or like big change or something for dreams. But anyways, I finally stopped having that dream or at least being able to remember it. And it was like a few months ago, I want to say. I had this dream. I was in a house and it was like a farm style house. And I'm walking to the kitchen table and my Nana is there. And I was in the middle of doing like my morning stuff, getting ready for work. I had just like sent Serena to school. I had just packed a lunch for whoever I was with, I couldn't see and I didn't know like in my dream who I was like married to, but I was married to someone. So I just like packed my lunch for my husband, whoever it was. And I like walk out into the kitchen and there's a table and it's a round wooden table and granny's sitting there and she's just sitting there like looking at me and I'm like all like busy and I just look and I'm like, what are you doing here? 
And she's like, I just came to say hi. And in my dream, I feel myself like start to cry. It's weird because it's like one of those dreams where you're like looking at yourself in the dream. You know what I mean? Like I like if I had to. Yeah, like an out of body experience. And so I'm looking down at myself and I can feel the emotions that I'm going through. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean you came to say hi? And she's like, I just wanted to come say hi. And I like run over to her and I'm like sobbing and I just give her this hug. And like even now it's like making me get teary eyed. But like I just give her this hug and I'm like, I was like, I can't believe you're here. And she just kept saying, I just wanted to tell you hi. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. I was like, Nana, I love you so much. Like, I love you so much and I miss you. And she's like, I know that's why I wanted to come and say hi. And I was just like, and I was just holding her so tight. And then, you know, like I was just crying and I was just sobbing. She's like, it's okay. It's okay. You know, I'm here. And I was just like, I was like, I know, but like, I just miss you so much. And I'm just telling her and she like hugs me. And then I was just like, I stopped hugging her in my dream. And I sit down at the table and I was like, I just still can't believe you're here. And she's like, she's like, well, you know, I just figured I'd say hi, check in on you, see how you're doing. And I was like, oh. I was like, I just, I love you so much, Nana. I just, I want you to know that. And she's like, I know, Miha, I know. And then I woke up and I woke up and I was crying and I like was sobbing. And Ben, my fiance, he was like, are you okay? And I was like, I just had the best and worst dream that I've ever had. It was so great because it felt real. I felt like I was hugging my Nana and she came by my house and sat at my kitchen table just to tell me hi and just to say hi, you know? And then they say that like when people have died or whatever, if you see them in your dreams, that's them coming to visit you. Like, that people can do that like when they pass on whether you're like religious or you believe in ghosts or whatever but like when people pass on a lot of people will see those loved ones in their dreams and like when you look up like dream journals and meanings of dreams a lot of people say that that's their way of coming to you to visit you to let you know things are okay or you're gonna be okay or they were watching over you and felt like you needed guidance or whatever the situation was And it was just so crazy and it was so surreal. And I was so sad that I had to wake up from my dream. I was just like, man, I just wish that like I could have kept dreaming and kept like being in that moment just for a little bit longer, you know? It's like that scene from Deadpool 2 when he's dead and he keeps going and seeing Vanessa. Yeah. And she's like, you're not ready yet. Yeah, it's not your time. It's not your time. It's not your time. And he's like, but I just want to be here. And then he can't, like, he can't, like, touch her. He tries to hug her, but he can't. And then the one time that he gets really close to death, he's able to finally, like, give her a hug for a second. And then he's like, I'm here now. Like, I'm really here. It's happening. And she's like, no, it's not your time. And then he goes again. And that's when he, like, is revived at the end of the movie and goes back to all of them. Shit's crazy. Yeah. Uh. And then... Most recently, like a week ago, was it like a week ago? It was like a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago. I was having a dream and I like toss and turn a lot of my sleep lately. I don't know why, but like it's one of those weird times of year where it's 
cool at night. So the house gets really cold and it'll get to like 68 or 69 degrees in here. So I'll wake up to turn off the fan because Ben has to fall asleep with the fan. And then I'll go back to sleep and I'll toss and turn a little bit. And I like had woken up and I hear something and I like make myself wake up even more. And I like shake my head and I hear mom. And I was like, what the fuck? And it sounded like it was you. It sounded like you were telling me. Yeah. And you're just like, mom, like, like she wasn't like, you weren't screaming. It was just like something very serious just happened. And either you're scared shitless because there's somebody in the fucking house or you fucking cut yourself or something happened like, and I heard it three times and I like rubbed my eyes and I like looked because I thought maybe she was standing like in the doorway and she didn't want to come in the room. So I like look and like you weren't there. And I was like, what the fuck? And I I was like, I know our house has like thin walls and like sound can carry, but not that specific. Like it literally sounded like you were in the freaking bedroom just standing there either at the foot of the bed or like in the doorway or something and it was just creepy so then I like get up and I walk to the doorway and I'm like scared because it's like two o'clock in the morning and then I hear her go I hear her say something and I like take a couple steps in the hallway and I see like light coming out from under your door and then I like walk up there and you're like oh my god And I realized she's playing a fucking video game. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I was like, oh. So then I like walk back and I like go back to bed. And I told her the next morning, I was like, dude, whatever you were saying in your video game when you were gaming with your friends, I swear to God, it sounded like you were saying like, mom, like, like you were like scared fucking shitless, but you were like trying to be quiet and respectful to like when you were calling out for me, I don't know what it was. And she's like, dude, that's so creepy. Cause I literally like, what time was it? I was like, I don't know, like two o'clock in the morning. And she's like, yeah, I like stayed up till like three 30 or something last night. That's so creepy. And that's exactly how I would sound like the way you just said it would be like, if something gnarly happened and it was the craziest fucking shit. Like the way that like that sounds is like how, like, I feel like I sounded like when I called you after my car accident, like, I feel like that's exactly, like, how I said it. Because I called you on the phone after I fucked up my face. And I was like, hey, <laughs> so yeah. this just happened. And I was, like, freaking out. And, like, I couldn't breathe. And, like, I had that, like, I had that, like, shot feeling in my chest. Like, my lungs were going to collapse. But, like, that's exactly how I would say it. Because, like, that's the only moment in my life where I've ever fucked up really bad. And I was, like, scared. And it wasn't, like, for someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even, like, even, like, when Dad got shot and we were in the kitchen, like, I feel like that was, like, it was, like, I feel like I said that, too. I don't know. And then, like, anytime like, I find out that Dad, like, breaks a bone or, like, got hurt or some shit, like, that's exactly how I would say something like that. It's weird. Yeah. And it was just, like, clear as fucking day. Like, it was the weirdest thing. And then I know I wasn't dreaming when I heard it because... I woke up and I was like just laying in bed and then when I heard it the second time I was like what? And I was like what? 
and I like kind of set up on my elbows a little bit and I like squinted my eyes to see if you're standing there. And then I was like, well, maybe it's Emmett. Like, and then yeah. I looked closer, like lower in the door frame instead of up where you would be standing since he's little. And then I was like, no, Emmett's not even here. Yeah. So then that's when I like had to get out of it. I was like, fuck this shit. Or you remember <laughs> like when I had food poisoning and like a couple times when I like threw up in my bed. Yeah, I'd come to your that's door, exactly and how I would it was. say it exactly Aww. like that. Like, yeah, I threw up on my sheets again. <laughs> like, it's exactly like that. That's why I was like, oh, that's really creepy that you heard it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's exact. It's creepy. I don't have any uh, dreams with, like, seeing people, but I have, like, weird, scary dreams. But lately, like, I don't know why... I don't know why this has been happening, but, like, I don't have weird dreams or anything. Instead, I feel like I can tell when something bad is going to happen. Like, but, like, if it's, like, something really bad, like, I get, like, a hunch, you know? Like, before Dad got shot, I felt this weird feeling for, like, two weeks. And I was like, man, something's just off, but I can't, like, tell what it is, but I don't feel right. Like, something's, like, bad, like... And I don't know what it is. And then the day that, like, that happened, I was like, oh, shit. Like, it was, like, my intuition. And even, like, du- like, like during the summer of, like, my car accident and, like, before me and, like, you know, all of the hoodlums were out doing that stuff, uh, I had a weird feeling for, like, two weeks that I was like, I don't know why, but something bad is going to happen right now. Like, I just feel like something bad is going to happen. But I didn't tell anyone that. Like, I wasn't like, oh, hey, something's not right. Because I didn't <laughs> want to scare anyone. But I was like, I I just felt it in my soul. Like, something bad is going to happen. Like, something really bad is going to happen. And I just, I don't know why I feel this way. But something bad is going to happen. And then, boom, the car accident happened. And then, like, senior year when Nick had that party at his house. Like, and me and Veronica and Maddie were all hanging out. And then we're like, oh, yeah, let's go to Nick's. Like, I had that same weird feeling, like, in the pit of my stomach, like, something wasn't right, and, like, some shit was gonna pop off that night, and then I got there, and everyone was, like, tripping hard on, like, acid, and, like, all kinds of shit, and Mario was going ballistic and trying to kill everyone, so I feel like I just have a really good sense of intuition when it comes to, like, danger, like, real danger, you know, but, like, I don't get that weird feeling unless it's, like, like, something actually bad's gonna happen for it to linger, like, that long, where I'm, like, I know something, good, like, not good is gonna happen, you know? Or, when was another time? I'm trying to think of, like, recently. Oh, when me and Veronica drove my truck one time, we went and met with, like, Kiana or someone. It was, like, 2019. We were, like, bored, And I was drinking, and I was like, oh, Veronica, you can drive my truck, you know, because one of us needs to be sober. She was like, okay. And I was like, all right, cool. So we met with Kiana, and she was at some weird hiking trail in, like, it was off of Speedway, but I don't know what it was called. It was near, like, uh, Reddington. Yeah, where I used to go running. There's a hiking trail. Yeah, that area. If you go all the way down to where the road ends past the horses. So I had been, like, drinking just at Veronica's house or something. And then we went and met with Kiana. And we were, like, coming back and we were in my truck. And, like, for some reason, like, when we got back, like, when we got to the trail, I was like, mm, something feels, like, not right. Like, it feels bad. Like, I'm getting a bad vibe right now. 
and I just like couldn't put my finger on it and me and Veronica like got in the truck and we started driving back and I was obviously like drunk so I was like oh god and, like this maybe I'm just drunk you know like eh, everything will be fine and V was like Serena and I was like what and she was like your car isn't going past 10 miles an hour and I was like oh yeah I remember you telling me yeah yeah and like still like we don't like I don't know why I'm gonna just tell the story but she was like your car isn't going past 10 miles an hour right now and I was like no fucking way and she was like I'm flooring it my foot is literally pedal to the metal and your car will not go above 15 and I was like okay you're gonna pull over and I'm going to drive us the rest of the way to the gas station. Because you know where Speedway and, like, yeah. Houghton. Yeah. I, I could see K the gas station. I could see the Circle K right there. And I was like, I know what my car feels like. And I'm not that fucked up to the point where I'm not going to know, you know, if something's wrong with it. So I got in the car and I started driving it. And I fucking did what she did. And I pinned it. And it would not go past 15 miles an hour. And I was like, I'm just going to go to the gas station. I'm going to put gas in the car. And then I'm going to get us back to the house and, like, we'll see what happens because it's not that far. And, like, if I really can't drive, then you can just drive the rest of the way, you know? But I know what the truck feels like and you know how it would bog and get weird? I was like, so I know where it starts dying and it just doesn't need to die. We just need to get it back to your parents' house so that we can go to sleep and we can look at it in the morning and figure it out. So we got to the gas station and I put gas in the truck and then... Like, as soon as I put gas in the truck and started driving it back to her house, it was completely fine. And it was driving, like, normal. Like, it was going, like, past 15. It was going, like, 40 and stuff. And I was like, that was fucking sketchy and weird. Like, I don't know why that happened, but, like, I could feel that something weird was going to happen. And then it happened, but, like, we were fine, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I've had weird scenarios like that happen. Yeah, that had to be the fuel pump because for a while wasn't your fuel gauge like not reading right in the truck? What do you mean like to where like it would say full and empty? Yeah. No, it was always right. It was always dead on. But for some reason that night it just wasn't going past fifteen when we were. Maybe it didn't click into gear all the way and once you put it in park, it helped it to reset the transmission to the right gear. That could have been it. You know. I don't know, it was just weird. It was weird because we were going to like go meet Kiana. And I was like, I just got a weird vibe right now. Like, I'm sketched out. Maybe it's because we're going to the desert at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, like, that why was she it. there? Kiana? I don't yeah. know. She was there with her boyfriend for some reason. And they were just, like, Probably drinking fucking out around. there. Doing some shit. And she was like, oh, yeah, come meet us. And we're like, okay. And we were there for all of 10 minutes. And we're like, this is weird. Like, let's go. So me and Veronica were like, all right, fuck this. Let's bounce. Yeah. But I don't know. There's just been a couple, like, weird intuition things that happened to me. And I'm like, yo, that could have been really bad. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's ever been, like, a situation where... I can't think of anything right now. And so after that (laughs) awkward silence, that's going to wrap up my first episode of Hard to Handle. Hopefully you guys enjoyed my storytelling skills or lack thereof. Um, My daughter's commentary and her own 
recollections and input here and there. I decided to just say fuck it (laughs) if this first episode is a little bit of a shit show and you guys listen to it and get through it and think, hey, Heather's a pretty cool person. I could listen to her once a week when she airs her podcasts. Then great, you're the kind of people that I want to be my listeners and fans and hype me up and cheer me along. If you're someone that listens to someone that says they are breaking out into the podcast scene and can't listen through a couple of little mishaps here or there, then go ahead, girl. Gone, go. Get. Get now. (laughs) Right? Um, So my second episode is also going to air pretty quickly as well as my third one. I'm going to try to put out my first three episodes back to back. That way when you come across my page, you can listen to the first one. And if you can get through this one, um, hopefully you will get through the other two. The other two should be much better. This one will allow me to see the areas that I need to focus on. If I need to adjust my microphone settings, I will get better with the audio editing, I promise. Um, So my next two episodes, like I said, will be posted back to back. Today's Wednesday, so my second one will be aired on Thursday and the third one on Friday. And then after that, I'll do just once a week. If you have any suggestions, comments, or helpful tips, please feel free to reach out and let me know. You can find me on Instagram at hard to handle podcast. You can also find me here on anger.fm under hard to handle podcast, as well as Stitcher and Apple podcasts as well. Um, I'm working on getting things uploaded to Spotify, so that's coming pretty soon. If you want to reach out to me via email, feel free to reach out to me at hardtohandlepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Stay groovy, stay weird, and stay sipping those alcoholic beverages if you're of age. And I hope to catch you on my next episode. Thanks so much, guys. Bye-bye.